In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Get ready. It's time for Motherhood Talk Radio, live on Toganet.com. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Motherhood Talk Radio features the powerful voices of Christy Hawley, Robin Boyd, Linda Franklin, Tracy Costin, Danny Kiernan, Susan Haidt, and Lisa Dietress. Together, these women bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas! This is Andrew Beck, and I'm here today with Autumn Arnold. We've got Christy Holly on maternity leave. Robin Boyd is taking a break, and we're so thankful to have you with us today, Autumn. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. I just love being on here with you guys. It is so much fun. Um, for those of you who uh, listen to Military Mom Talk Radio, Autumn Arnold is our health and wellness expert on that show. She's also our health and wellness expert on this show as well. Now, Autumn, I'm going to ask you really quick, why health and wellness? Why not just fitness? Why not just diet? Why do we encompass the whole thing? Well, um, for one, nutrition is 80% of the results that people are trying to achieve. So we want to make sure that we get that down first. You can't just do one without the other. However, you will get results on nutrition. But your fitness side of it is going to be good for the heart, good for your vascular system. So you always want to try and incorporate in there both sides of it. So when you say 80% of the results we want, we're talking girl talk here, right? We're talking we want to be skinny. Yeah. 80% so, of your results is your nutrition is 80% of that. So if you you can't just go and think, I'm going to start working out and then, you know, not watch what you're eating or control the eating or make better choices when you're eating, um, you want to make sure that, you know, First start with the nutrition and then add in the exercise because the nutrition is more important than the exercise. Got it. You know, when I was watching a video the other day, I was looking for some um, stuff about, you know, work-at-home moms, moms who run businesses from home. And of all things, I ran across like a fitness, health, longevity, beauty video uh, hosted by Cheryl Teagues, and she said something very powerful. She's like, look, I can work out all I want. I can have all the plastic surgery that I want. She goes, but if I sit down and eat a giant tub of buttered popcorn, (laughs) she's like, you know, (laughs) It's, it's, you know, it's really, you know, she's like that, what you eat and what you put in your body, not only from a health and wellness standpoint, but a physical standpoint. She's like, I won't feel good. I'll feel 
lethargic and heavy. My body will be processing all this fat and salt. You know, it was really interesting that she talked about nutrition first and then, like, flexibility and what else she's talking about, endurance and strength. All these things are part of it, but that it's, that it's nutrition first. That's right. That's right. I mean, your muscle will burn – muscle burns fat, so it's important to sustain your muscle mass. But – I mean, 99% of people's problems out there, especially in, in our country, is what we're putting in their mouths. So if you can just work on controlling that for the first couple of months when you're trying to make a change and get into that routine, you know, you've battled 80% of your problems. Absolutely. Well, especially as working moms, I mean, Autumn, I know you're a single mom like I am. Our kids are, are the same age or roughly the same age. And you run a business. You run a wellness company here in town, and I run, you know, a technology company. And it's a real big struggle because I, you know, we talk about in episodes past about trying to fit in those workouts around soccer and school and drop-off and work. Um, and what I've been noticing is I've been doing what you've said, like, you know, I walk at soccer, I walk in the morning, I try to, you know, get some weight training in, but really the most results have come from, from dropping the sugar. I mean, that's, that, you know, I can just see that, um, you know, even over a couple days, I can, I can also feel a change in my body. Sure, sure. I'm on day two, no sugar. How are you doing today? Um, well, I, <laughs> I'm doing okay. I mean, I did have a good breakfast. I did have a good lunch. You know, I'm feeling a little cravings um, because I normally, like, you know, I have the radio show at a certain time every day, and I will sit down, like, you know, and I'll have a snack. I'll have a candy bar. I'll have something. I do have my – I'm on my one diet soda um, for today, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, <laughs> I'll see how I do by the end of the day. I'll be honest with you. I'm feeling a little deprived right now. I really could use a piece of chocolate. But I'm, I know – Totally with you. I um, on my lunch break right now sat and laid down on the couch for a few minutes because I am uh, utterly exhausted from no sugar. But your body, after a couple of days, will get used to not having it, and you'll feel so great, and you'll have so much energy. So sugar is a big downer for the body uh, on a lot of aspects. And it, what do you think it takes about three days to kind of get over the hump? Because yesterday I blew it. Yesterday when I told you I was going to do this, I ate oh, like, no. I'm not kidding you, like nine Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> my kid came home with a bag from school, and I'm like, Tootsie Rolls. I'm like, this is my farewell <laughs> binge, you know. <laughs> well, I managed to stick to it yesterday, and um, you're not going to be able to get through it if you don't stop doing it. I can tell you that. But um, it takes me about four days, four to five days to feel good because it typically – I probably won't this time go through um, a headache, but you could have a series of headaches and you're going to be lethargic for the first couple of days. So I would say give yourself a, a good week to really have, you know, as little sugar as possible. And by sugar, we're talking refined sugar. We're talking carbohydrates like crackers and and bread. And I'm right. trying to think what else includes. What about fruit, like natural fruit sugar? Like I have right now is peach, plum, apple season. Um, um, what are your thoughts on those? Uh, my thoughts are if you're trying to do any type of a weight loss, I would stay away from fruit as much as possible because, yeah, it still is sugar. Um, but there are some fruits out there that are a little bit lower in sugar, so you want to try and stay in the berries family, so strawberries, blackberries, blueberries. The high antioxidant stuff is not so sugary. So um, are apples uh, apples not good? Apples are okay as long as they're more of a sour apple um, rather than uh, a sweet apple. Okay. Yeah, more okay. like a Granny Smith, you know, is probably, I think, the lowest sugar. I like the Fuji apples myself. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I said bananas, forget it. Yeah, well, yeah, bananas, I, I agree, I, I get. And I, those, to me, feel more like a carbohydrate, even eating them. Um, yeah. But, you know, the fruit things, you know, I'm kind of going to like, oh, how, you know, could I have one piece of fruit a day, like one plum or one apple or one peach, you know, or, or would that, like, throw me off my sugar um, detox? Because like, that's really what it is. Um, I would say it would be a nice way to come off of the sugar if you want to try and stick to one or two pieces a day um, and then wean yourself down to one because that sweet tooth, man, when you cut that sugar out, it's just it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. You know, because we, you know, we can't have the. We've had like the, you know, the bitchy radio show host, the mean radio show host. <laughs> um, when Christy and I did this one, um, the pink diet, which is really, you know, it's that shake in the morning, and then it was car- no carbs basically, other than our shake in the morning. And <laughs> honest to God, by like two o'clock, I wanted to chew the eraser off my pencil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to cut cold turkey on those kinds of things. It's like cutting, you know, soda or coffee or, you know, things like that. You're going to have some withdrawals and kickbacks from that. So it's really hard, and you don't want to set yourself up for failure. So my, I always advise my clients to, you know, wean themselves down. If you're having four sodas a day, then, you know, have three the next day, you know, for a couple of days, and then break it down to two and take a couple of weeks to come off of it. Um, you know, that but makes- for me, I did a sugar test in December last year, and um, it – I did no sugar at all, and I stayed out of all of the refined um, processed bread-type products, and I ended up losing 12 pounds. And I still had tamales, and we had Mexican food, and we had, um, I think I even had uh, sushi a couple of times. But 12 pounds in a month for me is, you know, that's a great success because it takes me a long time to lose weight. That is. I mean, that's a great success for anyone, but compounding that, it's the holiday season where most people have like a five to six pound weight gain. At least I know I have from like thanks through um, Christmas, and that's being careful and working out, um, but I really, I'm, I'm like down on sugar right now. I'm thinking that's a big culprit for me, and what I noticed, Autumn, and I don't know if this makes makes sense or if it's in my head, but if I eat too many carbohydrates and I don't eat enough protein, I start to feel sleepy, and I call it carb drunk. I feel like I just don't feel good, and can we just, is that true, like when we overload on carbs? Yes. I actually did it on Sunday with, you know, moving to another location and trying to get unpacked, and it was my birthday, so we had, my mom made me pancakes for breakfast with nothing else. And then my girlfriend made my favorite macaroni and cheese that we found at a restaurant somewhere down in the valley. And then we had an ice cream cake. So at the end of the day, I felt terrible. And then I realized, you know what, I haven't had any protein at all today. I had a headache even um, because with the carbohydrates, your body has to process that really, really fast. And it does. It goes through very, very quickly. And you don't have anything that has sustained your appetite. So you find yourself more hungry and you're hungry like an hour later. So you want to make sure you get that protein in there. The protein helps suppress your appetite too, which is why during weight loss, you want to do a little bit higher, higher protein level than you normally would. Oh, that makes so much sense because I end up feeling like in my own psychology, I'm like, oh my God, I poisoned myself. You know, I ate crap all day. And, 
you know, I know better. And, you know, and then I thought, well, maybe I'm imagining this, but I'm so glad that you're here to, like, verify that. You're here to support me. Um, we're supporting each other. We're supporting our listeners, you know, in getting fit, especially as we get into this holiday season. I need to take us to commercial break. When we come back from break, we are going to talk to an absolutely wonderful woman. Her name is Mafalda Halligan. She is out of the tri-state area, New York, New, New, York, uh, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, um, part of the country, which is really great because we get a different perspective than, you know, the two California girls over here. <laughs> and she runs a PR company, or I'm sorry, an HR company, human resource company, out of uh, her home. She has two small children. She's building a business as she goes. So this is real life, real time um, advice and experiences as she grows. And we're so happy to have her. And when we come back from the break, we're going to learn a little bit more about Mafalda, why she formed her company, and how it's going with two little kids. Because you know what, Autumn, we know how that is. Absolutely. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many people? If you've ever been confused about the facts surrounding non-surgical rejuvenation and cosmetic plastic surgery, we're pleased to introduce to the Rockstar Radio Network audience, Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, host Kim McKenna and plastic surgeon Dr. Sadi Irfani will help dispel the myths surrounding this exciting field and lift the veil of mystery on a very important topic. With advances in nutrition and self-care, many of us want to look as young and vibrant outside as we feel inside. Plus, listeners will be able to call in live and share their questions and get advice on the air. A show where you will learn how to look and feel your best and be your best. Join us to have your spirit lifted on Spirit Lift, Plastic Surgery for the Soul. Each Thursday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirit Speak. 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Shakes you before it turns you upside down. 
Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Autumn Arnold, and she is our health and wellness expert, and she is sharing the floor with me today, and we're going to talk about what it's like real-time, real-life, real situation when you have small children and you're building uh, a business from home. And a lot of us have chosen to do this because it allows us to kind of, you know, maneuver our days so that we can give our kids what they need, be home for our families, and still uh, contribute financially or in Autumn and myself's case, the BV financial provider for our children. And Autumn, you know from your experience that that, that's a challenge. How old are your kids? Um, My daughter is uh, five and a half and my son is seven. And yeah. mine are, are what, six and six and nine. Yeah. And we're going to bring on Mafalda right now, and she is calling us. Mafalda, are you in New Jersey right now? I'm in New Jersey. You are in New Jersey. Wonderful. So we're coast-to-coast mamas who are talking about raising their children while building their companies. So I want to ask you uh, to give our listeners a little bit about you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your company, about your home life, and why you built your business? Well, um, pretty much I started out when I was in college doing human resources and um was in hospitality, worked in hotels, really it takes your life 24-7, you're there all the time, and it was pretty much the best time of my life and the worst time in my life, and uh, <laughs> fast forward a couple of years, I met my husband, we bought a house, we had two children, uh, the oldest one right now is uh, two, he just turned two, and the youngest will be 10 months in two weeks, so uh, they're about 16 months apart, and um, with both pregnancies, they were very, very difficult pregnancies. I had what's called hyperemesis, which isn't really known to a lot of people, but it's extreme, excessive uh, morning sickness and uh, vomiting, so it required hospitalization and pretty much put me out of work. And during wow. that second time that I was out, I just was in the hospital and I said to my husband, you know, what am I working so hard for, for other people, um, not enjoying our life together, not really getting the time to spend with the babies that I want to spend, you know, or the second one that's coming, um, you know, why are we working so hard to do all of this? Why not do what I do um, but do it for myself, you know, have my flexibility, my hours, and be able to set myself up now as their babies so that as they get older and go to school, you know, then we can build something, you know, and take it from there. And he totally agreed and, you know, family supported the whole idea. So we just did it. <laughs> we we came up with a plan and we incorporated Project HR, um, which was a human resources consulting company for small businesses that didn't have the capacity to have a full-time human resources department. And uh, for the big ones, we would pretty much offer the ability to do projects for them and, uh, you know, have the baby. Ironically, two weeks after, you know, I had um, 
the baby, I started really going at it. And, uh, you know, it's just little by little we've been building it. Well, now, and you told me a funny story today when we talked uh, before the show, before airtime, about what realistically it's like to be a mother with small children uh, building her business. And it's something that I think that most traditional business people would say, well, that's crazy. But to me, it's normal. I bet you to Autumn it's normal when she hears this story. Um, (laughs) Why don't you share that with me? Well, I was, you know, I was telling... Sandra earlier today that obviously you in owning a business and and being a business owner part of the reason that I started doing this and I'm sure part of the reason that a lot of people start doing this not just for the flexibilities because you're passionate about what you do and you want to work with people that you love and that you get along with and just ideally people that that have a lot in common with you so um, you know today I I woke up and had the two kids get, got one to pre-K, came back, and I had a, I was working on a strategic alliance with a, another company, and uh, the person that owns that company, she also has two small children, a two-year-old and a four-month-old, and, uh, you know, we were going back and forth, when can we meet, so I one of us came up with the idea, let's set up a play date. You come here, bring your husband, and uh, I'll make dinner, and we'll discuss this alliance, this partnership, um, or the synergy, I should say, that our companies can offer each other. The kids can play, the husbands can hang out, drink beer, and uh, we'll strike a deal, but it doesn't have to be a situation where, you know, we leave the kids with a babysitter for the night, you leave your kids with a babysitter for the night, and we go out to a stuffy dinner. Um, and it was okay with her, it was okay with me, and everybody's happy and everybody wins. So it was really funny. I was saying to, to Sandra that, you know, if I talk to old coworkers in the business world about this, they would say, that's so unprofessional. Like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> that's no way of doing business. But, okay, you know, this is the type of people I'd like to work with, and, and we have a lot in common, so it, it works. It's wonderful. And Autumn, will you share with our listeners a little bit about how you and I work together? Autumn and I are building an internet brand strategy for her company, and we're juggling as single moms, two kids, four kids between us, all under the age of eight. (laughs) So what do you say, Autumn? How do we work? Um, Well, we are going to do the same thing. Like with a play date, we're going to schedule our time on Sundays so that we can let the kids play and get together because, you know, child care is limited and, um, you know, I'm away from my kids enough when I'm at the nutrition club and they're at school. So, you know, it works out great for us too. That's you know, awesome. and it's the new normal. I think, you know, we're talking about today a new normal for working women, you know, because before, you know, it used to be just you either were a working woman, you went to work, you put your kids in daycare or child care, um, or you stayed home full-time with your children, and maybe you did a little real estate on the side, maybe you did a little basket business. But the new face of working women today with children, I'm seeing over and over um, are women who are combining child care with their clients' child care. They are having meetings over picnics and, you know, Outside at the beach, I've done beach meetings where the kids are all playing. I've done meetings in the park, and we're conducting business like 
old traditional men used to do on the golf course. They get together, they play golf, they <laughs> they shake hands, they make a, a deal. Well, I'm going to introduce to the world today the new face of working women, which is grab your diaper bag, grab your computer bag, I'll meet you at the park, and the kids will play, and everybody will win. And it's a beautiful thing. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. For sure. It is. And here's three women, all in different industries. You know, I'm in technology. Um, Autumn is health and wellness. And Mafalda is in what I call corporate America, human resources. And we're making it work. And, yeah, it may not be as perfect and as pretty as things in the past, but with the advent of technology, with the affordability of some of these things, yeah, we can sit and put our Wi-Fi together in the park and do what we need to do. And you know what? A family as a whole becomes a happier entity. And, Mafalda, I'm just going to ask you really quick about, you know, you say your family's on board and your husband's on board. What are some of the benefits that you see by kind of juggling, you know, like today, juggling meetings and childcare and and bringing them all together under one roof? Well, I mean, I can say that I'll give you another example. I went to uh, my my older son. I put him in a pre-K class uh, two days a week for two hours here in our community. They offer a co-op program. And I went to uh, the class parents' house today for a quick meeting, and everybody was talking about how, you know, they want to be there for all the little parties, the Halloween party, the uh, Mother's Day thing next May, and how a lot of the mothers all said, you know, we feel so bad that, I can't make it to this because I have work or I do this and I can't make it. And I can honestly say for me, I schedule their stuff first. I put it on the calendar, the doctor's appointments, the little plays, the the parties, whatever, you know, the, the things that come first for them, um, the mommy and me classes. And then I, in my mind, I treat them like meetings. I don't cancel them and I work my schedule around them unless I have a client that, I mean, has the the SCC knocking on their door. I mean, I those are my priorities. My kids, my family, they're my priorities. So they go on my schedule and everything goes around that. Well, and it's amazing how it just works. I do the same thing. You know, I, I want to be there for the kids' costume parades coming up, you know, for Halloween. They march at school, and that's a really important thing for me to be at. And, you know, it's amazing how, you know, everybody schedules their workday around their priorities. And, you know, when you're in an office, you have all these priorities. But the nice thing about running your company from home is that if I have a priority at 10 o'clock in the morning to be at my kids' school for the Halloween parade, I can just as easily reschedule something so that the work time that I need to do could be done at 8.30 that night after my kids go to bed, or I could get up an hour or two earlier the next morning if I need to fit something in. Um, And we're finding, I think, as working women that we can move these priorities around. Yeah, there's occasional blip on the screen that you can't, but I think Overall, we become more satisfied as women. We become more productive. Our families are happier. I think personally I see in the last, you know, eight years that I've been doing this, there are less sick days for me, you know, as myself. There's a greater level of satisfaction and my kids are happier and I have a lot less stress 
um, in my work day. I want to take us to commercial break right now. My co-host uh, has been Autumn Arnold. She's our health and wellness expert. Uh, we're visiting today with Mafalda Halligan out of New Jersey. She runs a company, uh, ProjectHRCompany.com. She juggles two small children, you know, what, 18 months apart. This is a challenge for any mom, and I know in building my business, and when we get back from this, Autumn, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, when the kids are really young like this, it's a different set of challenges than you do when your kids get into elementary school. Um, for those of you who have missed the first part of the show, you can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on Motherhood Talk Radio. We will be back after the break. Unfolds, challenge what the future's. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Love us, they may Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. The IRS can and will track your income. Can you? It's time to bulletproof your taxes. Yes, bulletproof your taxes with host Nellie Williams. Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. As a business owner, you know that tax deductions can lower your tax liability. But deciding which expenses are deductible and how to claim them can be confusing, frustrating, and ultimately costly when you're wrong. Former IRS Audit Supervisor Nellie Williams will help you learn what is deductible and when to take that deduction to avoid raising IRS red flags. She'll teach you how to survive an IRS audit so you don't have to pay more tax, interest, or penalties. Each week, Nellie will be here to teach us as entrepreneurs and small business owners how to pay our fair share and not a penny more. Check out her website, BulletproofYourTaxes.com. Then join us for Bulletproof Your Taxes with host Nellie Williams, Fridays at 1 Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. Thursday nights, get ready for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, at 11, 10 Central on Togginet.com. What are the Read My Lips Tips for Success? Well, it's spelled out like this. R. Realize it is possible. E. Embrace all relationships. A. Advance through adversity. D. Develop your significance. M. Manage your health and wealth. Y. Yield to your natural abilities. L. Listen to your heart. I. Invest in yourself. P. Persist by taking small steps. And S. Serve others. Each week on the show, you'll find a safe haven whereby tips, insights, and strategies are shared by Linnea and her guests. Go to Linnea's website, readmylipstips.com. Then join us Thursday nights at 11, 10 p.m. Central for the Read My Lips Tips for Success radio show with your host, Linnea Millette, on toginet.com. As your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds. Trying to keep your head up to the sky. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. 
Hey, mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Autumn Arnold, our health and wellness coach, and our guest today is Mafalda Halligan. And one of the things that all three of us have in common is that we are all working mothers with young children. We are entrepreneurs and business owners, and we're sharing ideas and experiences today in the hopes of inspiring other women to make the choice if they decide to run a business from home. I know there's a lot of, lot of applications out there. I get them, girls, so many uh, applicants each week to work for my company. I can't even keep up with the responses. I had to put an autoresponder out there. And there are a lot of opportunities for women today to create a consulting business, to create a technology business, to create a health and wellness business, to increase their earnings and to allow them to manage the needs of their children as they grow. Um, I'm going to go right to one of these Facebook posts that happened during the first part of the show. One of the women has asked us from Indiana, how does running your business change? as your children get older. And I'm going to go to Autumn first because you've been doing this a long time, as have I. And we've both juggled both little kids and now elementary school-age kids while running our business. How did it change for you, Autumn, as your kids have gotten older? Oh, my gosh. I, in the beginning, it was very, very difficult because, you know, um, my children also are very close in age. They're 17 months apart. Um, so I can relate with that age difference, Mafalda. So um, mm-hmm. as they get older and now they're both in school, one goes to school first, of course, it gets easier. And then when they're both in school, it gets even easier. So you have more hours that you can dedicate to your work and growing your business. So I, you know, I just love their ages right now. My daughter just started full day kindergarten, yay. And then uh, my son is in second grade now. So um, for me, I can feel less guilty if I do have to spend a day away um, being out there doing marketing and whatnot uh, because they are in school, which is where they should be. So, um, you know, it's, it's so much easier as they get older. It is. And, Masalta, I want to ask you, because I know I had this experience, and I, I, I believe, as like the election serves, you had this experience, too. Um, my kids are a couple years apart, same, not as close as you guys, a little bit different. But the problem I had was their napping seemed to be off-kilter. Like, one would be napping while the other one was awake, mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I chose to keep my kids in my office with me as I worked, which I had one in the playpen, and I had the little baby in the basket car seat, and I I literally stick my foot in there while I'm on the phone and jiggle that thing, you know, and be throwing a, you know, a stuffed animal to make my other one laugh in the playpen because I couldn't afford childcare at that point. And my, my, my mom was sick, so she couldn't help me. It was a nightmare when they wouldn't sleep at the same time. Um, Mafalda, how has that affected you um, with respect to your, your work day? Well, I think, at this point, it's like you said, their napping schedules are completely different. I have a little guy that naps in the morning and in the afternoon, uh, maybe for about an hour at the most, and then the older one who naps right between that from 12 to 2. <laughs> so there's really never a point where they're both down at the same time just yet. And, you know, it at this point, it's, it's really a give and take. I try to schedule conference calls around when the little one is sleeping because the older one, it's a little bit easier to get him to focus on playing on his own. And I'll be honest, I have a dog 
and the dog helps out in big ways. He kind of keeps him entertained at times. Um, when the older, when the little one is uh, is awake, same thing. Put him in the little playpen and throw some toys in there, play and bounce and smile and do coo coo caca eyes and all sorts of noises uh, to try to keep him entertained. Uh, singing a lot, music helps. Um, and again, trying to really get some assistance from friends, family, neighbors when it comes to having to make those conference calls or, or going to those client visits. That, that's key, you know, um, not being afraid to ask for help because there are just times that I can't do it all on my own. It's a lot of times that we can't do it all on our own. I know when I could afford childcare, I ended up having just four hours a day. And it was such a relief for me to hand over the kids and know that they were fine, but yet to know I could walk down the hallway you know, from my office in the home and be able to play with them and talk to them or if they got a boo-boo, you know, mommy can come in and help these things. And, yeah, we're juggling and we're doing these things. But I found that during that four or five hours, I was incredibly productive. I mean, I could knock out a full work day in four hours if I just was uninterrupted. And it's amazing. I think as moms, we kind of go on that warp speed. We know we have this opportunity um, to take this and get this done. Um, But I'd like to move over now to the business side of things and talk about You know, when we're in our homes working our companies and we can use the Internet for marketing and we can use our phone for marketing, what are some things that you do, both of you, uh, to get new clients and to get new business? And I'm going to go to Autumn first and talk a little bit about some of the things that you're doing in your business. And then I'm going to go and throw the mic over to Mafalda, and then I'll wrap it up with some of the things that I use in my own business. So, Autumn, go ahead and take it away. Um, oh, marketing, I think, is so difficult because, you know, there's so many ways that you can do it, but you want to, you know, be a, you have to be weary of spending money in places that aren't going to be effective for what you're spending. And um, for me, because um, my business is a network marketing business, it all has to be on foot and person-to-person out there talking to people. You know, now that I've had a, a second bad partner, I've decided to give it a go all on my own, um, having he quit earlier this month. So, you know, my hours of operation, because I do have a physical um, place of business, I have to be here. So I am stuck here, and it is frustrating. So um, I've given myself a lunch break from, you know, 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock where I'm closed, and I can go out there and go business to business and talk to people and, um, you know, go that route. But I really, really do want to get the online thing going where it's, you know, when I am stuck in the club, I'm still talking to people and meeting new people even though we're not face-to-face. So that has really been a struggle for me personally. Okay, Mafalda, how about you? What are you working on with your business with respect to marketing and garnering new clients? Um, basically, at this point, you know, as I grow my business, I do. there's three things that I've done. Uh, one, and primarily that's how most of my business has grown, and that's how I've gotten most of my clients at this point has been through word of mouth. Um, secondly, uh, you know, offering like a newsletter with uh, the ability of letting people ask free HR questions, you know, from friends and family, and then I basically post it out on a newsletter and send it out to clients and friends and anybody else that wants to be on that mailing list. And I also created, you know, a Facebook page where 
I uh, put out the same types of questions that come in and I answer them so that people don't just come to me at this point with, uh, you know, just clients coming to me asking me, can you come into my company and help us out with compliance, but also really uh, as an HR professional, there's so many people out there that have so many questions uh, that they don't really know how to handle things or, you know, uh, how to do things or, you know, friends that have babies, how do I do this disability paperwork, you know, and then I just put it out there for everybody else that wants to read it uh, through Facebook primarily right now. Well, and I know in my company I use Facebook and Twitter and we use blogging and we use, you know, radio, Internet radio, things like that. But, Mafalda, what I'm hearing you say uh, when you mentioned this, you're talking about answering from both sides, meaning from the company side and from the employee side, because if you have a human resource issue, wouldn't each of them have a different perspective? They do. They do. And, um, you know, the company obviously always feels they're right. The the employee always feels that they're right. And, you know, everybody wants you to be in their shoes. And usually, you know, in in a typical, let's say, traditional company, you know, human resources always ends up being, in a sense, a therapist. You know, you've got the president or the COO of the company coming in and saying, you know, this is going on and this is the strategic plan for, you know, two months from now, three months from now, six months from now, you know, so this is kind of the plan as to where we're going. But then you also have the employees coming in and, you know, letting out their grievances and, you know, airing out what their frustrations are, if there are any. And um, you're always kind of in the middle. So from my perspective, I didn't, when I built this company, I didn't want to just say, well, I'm going to be working for the client who's a company, but I also want to help the people who have questions that they work for maybe a company with five or 10 or 30 employees and they don't have a human resources department and they're dealing with an issue with their manager and how should I deal with this? So, you know, I had a question last week, uh, you know, uh, I'm pregnant, I don't want to tell anybody and there's somebody who eats at their cubicle every day and the food is just making me nauseous. How do I deal with the situation? Or how do I deal with, you know, um, somebody who has a picture of their naked husband on their desk. I'm offended. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, it's it's the craziest things and it's the most non-issue type of things, but people, you know, they they're they're offended or they they want somebody they want to feel like somebody is listening and they want answers and I figured why not help people? you know, answer their questions and not just answer specifically to one person, but maybe answer to others that have similar questions. So, well, you know, th- those I are some ways. Commercial. Yeah, I need to take us to commercial break, but I can't wait to come back um, after the break and talk to you a little bit more about this because you're right. There's two sides, like, to every story. There's issues, like, like I wouldn't even think that the food thing with pregnancy. I remember my girlfriend used to eat kimchi next to me when I was pregnant. She's Korean, and, oh, my God, I would just, I would absolutely die, and I never said anything, and I never thought that I was in a position where that would be a human resource issue, but I would have loved to ask 
ask you, like, what's the sensitive way to handle that? So we're going to talk about some of these things when we come back from break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Motherhood Talk Radio. My host, guest host today is Autumn Arnold, and my guest is Mathalda Halligan. You can check her out at Project HR Company. HR is a human resource company. We come back from the break. We're going to learn how to handle some of these difficult questions. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Lori Hurley, the social networking navigator, helps you overcome your overwhelm online and make social media easy. Every week, she shares the latest and greatest about social networking and welcomes industry experts and end users of different social media platforms to share their experiences moving their business forward online. Whether you are a Facebook fanatic or a lover of LinkedIn, Lori has you covered on all angles of social media, including Twitter, YouTube, blogging, Google+, and more. Lori shares her knowledge and love of educating others on all things social media with relevant material, engaging guests, and hot tips and techniques to help you soar down the social media highway. Join her every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Social Networking News Hour here on the WooHoo Radio Network. You are beautiful no matter what they say. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mom. 
Mamas. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here live with Autumn Arnold. Christy Holly is on maternity leave, and uh, our guest today is Mafalda Halligan. She owns a company called Project HR Company. Um, and if you guys have missed the earlier segment or you've missed other broadcasts, you guys can check us out on iTunes under M- M- Motherhood Talk Radio. Sorry, goofing up my shows again. Uh, MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. You can find our other broadcasts. You can also find us on the Toginet site, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. All of our shows are there. We've been on the air over three years, so there's lots to choose from. But today we're talking about running a company out of your home with small children and the uh, way things change as the kids get older, the marketing that we use. And, you know, when we talk about human resources, I always think like, oh, well, that's just a big company issue. But I have a company and I have quite a few people working for me, but I don't think of myself as a great big company. Um, And Autumn, you're a company too, and you're Mm -hmm. a company with a big company behind you. Um, So my question to Mafalda is, why would someone like us hire you? And then I'd also like you to share with me your best your best HR funny story because I just <laughs> you with the naked guy at the desk. There's got to be more under that under that roof. <laughs> oh, there's so much stuff that happens. Um, I mean, to answer your first question, um, you know, usually companies that hire our services have less than a hundred employees, and they can start at anywhere from five to ten employees, and it can be. Uh, HR project work, uh, things like specialized human resource services, so assisting with recruitment and staffing, uh, employee relations, uh, sexual harassment prevention, because usually in those type of environments are when people are more of a family type of atmosphere. Um, there's not so many structured policies and rules. Uh, so, you know, usually by the time I come in there, they're asking for that structure. They're asking for an employee handbook. Uh, they're asking for an affirmative action plan or just general support and assistance, uh, development of job descriptions, that sort of thing. Because as you grow, people start to become more specialized in their areas. They're not all hands on deck like when a company starts or when a company is a little bit smaller. And really, you know, the person in charge is usually the person doing human resources, but really that person should be focusing on the operations side of it or the sales and growing the business. And people don't even realize how much time and money they're spending um, by spending time on the HR stuff and not on their business side of it, the operations side, the sales or the well, marketing yeah, when side. You think of, like when I think of my money hours, you know, when I sit down and I actually work, you know, like on my own stuff, building my company, that can generate sometimes $1,500 or even $2,000 an hour gross revenues for my company when I actually sit down and work. But if I have to talk on the phone to somebody handling an HR issue because my company is all full of women and there's lots of issues that happen um, with, you know, 140 women working on projects. And even though we're all virtual and we're all around the country, it it does cause some unique difficulties. But when I think of it as a company owner, I'm the one who steers the ship. I'm the one who has the possibility of making the most money to bring in for the company, and if I'm spending two hours on the phone mediating an argument or doing something in compliance because I didn't know to do better, I'm really using my best 
dollar earnings for pretty crappy results because I generally, I'm not an HR person. I don't know what I'm doing. So that would be a case where I would want to hire somebody like you because in the end, you'd end up saving me money. That's right. That's right. You know, um, and really our whole business model is to be effective, efficient, and just, uh, you know, you're saving more money than you would hiring. I mean, you're you're getting the experience of somebody who makes over $100,000 a year for probably, depending on the company size that you have, for less than $50,000 a year. So it really is a cost savings for you because you're not spending money on a, a labor relations attorney or you're not spending money on a consultant just for a project. You, you really have a, a person that's there on-site or off-site to answer all your questions anytime and, and help you navigate through those uh, HR pitfalls. Well, and I think even more importantly than the dollar value, it's my time. You know, I'm, I'm finite. I only have the same 24 hours a day that everybody else has to throw in, you know, my company, my kids, my radio shows, my, you know, charitable efforts, you know, so to spend my time on something that's not productive, that's not income generating, and that's kind of not fun. I mean, these HR issues, they're not fun to handle as a business owner. I mean, Autumn, you have to have that same experience when you just had a, a a dissolution with a partner, um, that had to eat up a lot of your time. It certainly did. And, you know, not everybody has the same personality, so not everybody gets along here. So, you know, we have to keep it kosher and you have to be nice to your, your fellow people. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't like them or you don't agree with them. You have to, you know, be respectful. And, and, I, and there is issues that come up like that quite often. Absolutely. And so, yeah, to outsource to somebody like Ms. Aldo, it would be great to pick up the phone and go, here are the balls in your court. You know how to do that. (laughs) And then I can hide from the people I don't like, too, which is really your prerogative as a company owner. You have to have some perks. Oh, yeah. So I want to lighten the topic a little bit, and I want to talk about some, like, funny company stories, some funny juggling parenting stories. Um, I know myself at one point I just, you know, I had this really noxious client on the phone, and he kept yelling at me going, like, what is that noise in the background? (laughs) And it happened to be, you know, one of my screaming kids. And then both of them started hitting each other. I remember they were in the playpen at this point, and the guy is like, you know, He's just yelling at me saying, you know, I don't think that you're the right person for the job. And I'm like, hello, you know, my company is Motherhood Incorporated. Like, motherhood's right in there. It's a screaming kid. Why is this so difficult for you to understand? And I got this huge argument with him, and he was in the airport, and all I could hear was the the PA system lady. And I'm literally in this huge argument with him about, well, you're in the airport, and, you know, all I can hear is the flights that are being announced. And he's like, well, I'm calling you, and all I can there's your screaming kids. And I'm like, well, then don't ever call me from the airport. And he's like, don't ever call me. You know, and I was so strung out. I was so tired and I was so frustrated. And then what was funny about the whole thing is the next day he called up. He's like, I'm really sorry. He says, I know you give me a price break, you know, because you are working from home and you are doing these things. And I thought to myself, 
why am I giving him a price break? Because I'm working from home. I don't know my own value. And it was a real bell ringer that went off because he felt absolutely justified calling me from a noisy airport. I did not feel justified, even though there was some background noise of my own, arguably not the best. (laughs) Um, But it was really funny because one of these funny stories that I said was one of my greatest learning things, and I did raise my prices, and I did say, you know what? We give good value. These are my prices. I'm not going to cut them. And it all came out of what would be considered a human resource nightmare of a person working screaming at a client. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I can say that I have a couple of stories that I can think of that are just really funny. I mean, everything from, you know, I have a coworker with body odor. How do I handle oh. it? You know, they were bringing in Glade plugins. They were bringing in at one point, not the candles that you light in the office, but they just give off, you know, a nice scent to try to get the stench off. You know, sometimes they would spray his chair when he wasn't there. Oh. Um you know, just trying to to get that smell out of the office because, you know, they thought, well, maybe he doesn't shower. You know, can you tell somebody they need to take a shower? And then I had another person that called me and said, we have a coworker and she doesn't wear a bra and she wears oh. these clingy knits. And really, oh. when I say you see everything, you see everything under that shirt. And, um, I mean, that was a really, really interesting one and I think recently I mean just last week I had somebody call me and say we have a coworker that overshares in her out of office messages so you know you send her an email and she'll say sorry I left at 4 p.m. I had to take the kids to the dentist or um, you know I'll be in at 10:30 this morning because the contractor's coming um, how do we deal with that you know how can we stop that and you know it's really funny because I think a lot of these things are, are just communication. People fear communication. They fear talking to people, and I guess that's well, what yeah, I'm there well, for. Well, yeah, I say you stink, and you over there sit <laughs> on a bra, and you shut your trap. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, you, what do you say to them when they – how do you address it? Do you call the employee directly and have a conversation with them? Do you set up a meeting? How do you handle it when people are coming to you with these concerns, I guess, for to hire you? I mean, in the the situation where the woman that is wearing, I mean, not wearing a bra, I basically said, you know, due to the fact that, you know, whether you're in management or you're not in management and you're this person's peer, it's not really in your purview to address it with her. So you really should bring it to somebody's attention. So maybe bring it to her boss or if you have an HR person, that would be the time to bring it to the HR person in the company and basically ask them to speak to her discreetly. Um, but definitely it needs to be brought to someone's attention. I mean, it also depends on the type of work atmosphere. I mean, if you work in a bar, maybe, you know, and some of my clients are restaurants, I mean, it depends on the place. I mean, this place was a little bit more of a location that had 30 employees and 
high-level executives, and they did meetings for nonprofits. So it, it wasn't really the location for this woman to oh, not wear You guys, wear a I bra. hate to cut you off. I really do. We've got we're at the end of the show. <laughs> this is why you hire Mafalda Halligan at a Project HR Company because I would be like, listen, sister, this is your job. This is not a porno film. Put the bra on, and then I'd be sued, and I'd have to hire that whatever attorney you said we needed to hire. Well, you guys, this has been great. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck, and you can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on MotherhoodTalkRadio.com. I want to thank Mafalda Halligan, my uh, Project HR company, and Autumn, you did fabulous. Girls, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk Radio.